Tanya for the 21st of Adam. First, the story. Um, the famous rabbi Yechesko Landa, and Chaim Sanza, who is not to be confused with the Chaim of Sanza later on, who was a Hasidic rabbi, were very much opposed to the Baal Shem Tov. And they decided at some point that they wanted to excommunicate the Baal Shem Tov, to put him to Chaim. But then they needed a third person to join the excommunication in order for, for them to have you know, enough enough heavy waders to, to pull this off. And so they wrote to a rabbi whose name was Chaim bin Yamin Rappaport, and they told him, come to Brody on a particular day and we'll do the Chayram, we'll put the Bashantav to Chayram. And the Bashantav was aware of this, somehow was made aware, aware the Bashantav was able to see and hear things that weren't, you know, not in a traditional way. And he knew that this was going on. And the Bashantav's plan was to, to um, talk to Chaim bin Yamin Rappaport. And so what happened is, is he dressed as a regular, a common beggar, and he waited on the side of the highway when he knew Chaim and Yomi's coach was going to pass by, and he stuck out his hand and asked for a ride, and it worked. He got, he got onto, the, onto the coach, and he started rambling random things, and the Rav, Chaim and Yomi, Rappaport assumed that Bashantov was a fool, and he, and he started laughing at some point, and the Bashantov turned to him and said, why are you laughing at me Aren't you aware that, that the Chachamim say that someone that forgets in, in Mayav of, of Matzah Shabbos is a special section that we add into Atachonim. But if someone forgets to say it, they should be concerned throughout the following week. And Rechaim and Yom and Rappel got very, very, he got very um, alarmed because he had, he had forgotten that Matzah Shabbos to say it. And he said, who are you? And the Bashem to have revealed who, we are, who I am. He said, I'm the person you're planning to put into Chayyim. And he said that, yes, the ways of Hasidus are very are not understood by you and your friends. But at the same time, I advise you not to go ahead with this, with this, um, with this plan to put me in the harem. Because it'll be both dangerous for me and it'll be dangerous for you. And the Chaim and Yaman realized the, the greatness of the Moshanta, and the Chaim and Yaman decided to back off and told the other friends that this is not a good idea. We shouldn't be involved in this. The, today's Tanya is a continuation. It's the last section of chapter 30. And until chapter 30, the premise was like this. What, how can a person get rid of this timtum halev, this depression, by realizing that he's no greater than anyone else? Even the worst possible person, he could be more lowly in front of him because he doesn't know where, he's, where his place is. And he doesn't know if his hustle is as great as that man's hustle. So yes, that person might be on a very low seeming level. Nonetheless, this man, who's very might be seemingly far more advanced he might not be struggling and working as hard as the person he's judging. In today's Tanya, the Archab is going to finish the chapter, but also ramp it up a notch and say, if the person who, you know, who's experiencing Tim Tumalev and who's judging someone else and, and struggles to find how to be lower than him, he says, well, I'm a great rabbi. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a well-established person. And this person is not. He's not a great rabbi like me. How can I feel more lowly than him? And I'm just going to say in today's chapter, it's very easy, in fact, to find, in that particular scenario, it's very easy to find um, your, yourself more lowly than any other person. But in truth, the person who's trying to feel low, more lower than anyone else is a person that knows the book, literally, but he, he's a scholar. And he upholds the Torah of Hashem. And he wants to come close to God. 
His sin is so much worse. If it's a regular great person, that's one thing. But if the person who's trying to find lo- loneliness and he's looking at him and says, well, I'm a, great, I'm a great scholar. How can I possibly find loneliness? The altar flips the, the script on him and says, wait a second. You should be able to find loneliness much easier. You're a great scholar. You're connected to God. And yet, how hard are you hustling in spite of that? That makes it all the, all the more worse if you're not actually fighting. The average guy sits on the corner of the street, doesn't know Torah the way that this guy knows Torah. And in spite of that, he's hustling a little. And this person that knows Torah is barely hustling at all. What's his excuse? This guy has a million excuses. Firstly, it's Sahara and the fact of, and his location where he's hanging out. But way worse than that, this guy is an, he doesn't know better. But a great rabbi should know better. Someone that's close to the king, who knows and appreciates the king, when he badmouths the king, that's truly embarrassing. Because he knows the king. He knows how great the king is. Badmouthing him and going against him is dreadful. It's humiliating. But some guy in the street who's never met the king, doesn't know much of the king, doesn't even appreciate what there is to appreciate about the king. When he badmouths the king, is it really such a big deal? He doesn't know what he's talking about. Same thing over here. This man who's a great scholar understands and appreciates God's um, knows Torah and appreciates how horrible it is not to hustle, not to be connected to God. When he doesn't hustle and and, and fight against his animals, so he can do well. That's way worse than some guy in the street who doesn't know any better. Like they say about Acher, Elisha ben Avuya was a man who lived during the um, Talmudic um, era. The Mishnayak era, and he went against Torah. He was a very a great um, Torah scholar. He was a teacher of Emir, and he was one of the four people that went into paradise. But he was unsuccessful. He came back out. We went in and went out without success, and he became he left Judaism entirely. But it was way worse because he was a great scholar. So he knew um, God because he learned Torah and. He decided, in spite of it all, he was going to leave. He was going to leave it all behind. His sin was so much worse than a regular person's sin because a regular person's sin. How much does he know about God when he goes against God? It's not really going against. He doesn't know any better. It's usually something else. It's like some other motive, laziness, or honor, or pride, or whatever, or whatever else it is. In Elisha and Avuya's case, Acha's case, he went against because he knew better. He should have known very, very much better than doing all the things he did. And he said, I'm doing it anyway. Therefore, the Chacham say about the about people that don't know Torah and go against God. They're um, deliberate sins. When they say, I'm going against God, they don't really know what they're doing. Because they, if they really knew what they were doing, they would be a scholar. But they're not a scholar. They're just a random person that says, you know, I'm going against God. That's really an accidental sin. It's not really counted as a purposeful sin. So in conclusion, that's the end of chapter 30. In conclusion, I'll tell saying that in addition to all the tools that a person has to make themselves humble, and what's the purpose of humble? So that a person can start to feel. If they're not feeling a love and fear of God in the heart and the brain, and it's not sins, and it's not um, 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 things that make people sad, like you know financial difficulties, etc., like that. It's just this this onset of this uh, illness, this spiritual illness called Timtom Alev. And the solution for Timtom Alev, this this desensitivity, is making yourself getting rid of the ego. So if a person um, wants to go through that, they need to make themselves humble, more, more humble than everyone else around them. The trick to that is 
to imagine um, how how wild that that person's animalistic soul is compared to your animalistic soul. The person's location where they hang out compared to where you hang out. But in addition, Altima says there's an extra tool. If a person happens to be a Torah scholar, he has a way way sharper knife in his in pocket sets. He could just realize he has no excuses because he knows better. He learned Torah. He learned Allah. When he doesn't battle against his animalistic soul, it's so much worse than some random person who might do dreadful sins, but he doesn't know anyway. He's literally doing accidental sins because he just doesn't know Torah. The way that, like this Torah scholar knows. And that's it, chapter 30. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for joining. And if we for Roman Hamish of CS, Sabbath, Roman, Shaman, Sarah, Kelly, Thank you so much for joining.